we're going to go into god's word this morning shall we turn our bibles to uh, ephesians and chapter number 4 we're going to be going through uh, uh, several passages in ephesians this morning but I, what i believe that god is uh, speaking to us today is about preparing ourselves for a god ordained future preparing ourselves for a god ordained god planned future you know we heard the word of prophecy this morning about how god wants us to praise him and see the mountains and the walls of hindrances fall down the things that are keeping us away from moving forward things that are hindering us from progressing but i believe there are principles in the word of god that will enable us to learn how to uh, position ourselves rightly that we will prepare ourselves well to move towards the destiny that god has for us so we're going to be titling this morning's message as preparing for a god ordained future I'm sure that we all are looking forward to a great and a glorious future. Nobody wants to be a failure. <laughs> nobody wants to be a nobody. Everybody wants to be a somebody. <laughs> Amen. We all desire for success. We all desire for doing well in life. And I think this life in this earth is God given and God has given a period of time for us to live in this world for a reason. he's given us jobs he's given us a profession he's given us a certain calling areas of gifting and grace that he has given us whereby we can function and uh, when god has given us a life to live this life has to be lived to its fullest because god has promised abundant life amen and in this abundant life that god has promised and has given to us as a gift we need to recognize that we ought to be positioning ourselves preparing ourselves well just like a student would uh, prepare himself or herself for an for a important examination because they want to make sure that they get good results because good results are going to be launching pads for the next level in life whether you're a student or whether you're a working person you always prepare to move ahead and nothing happens without preparation if you fail to prepare you're preparing to fail <laughs> you know that's exactly how it is and so god wants us to really prepare ourselves uh, to the next thing that he wants us to do he assigns work he assigns certain tasks he assigns certain purposes for our lives and for each one it is different although collectively we have a single focus of uh, progressing the kingdom of god establishing the kingdom of god but in this kingdom he has given us gifts he has given unique uh, giftings and grace for each one and he wants us to function well and he has given us a certain area of talent certain form of education certain kind of a work certain kind of a thing that we do a certain passion that he has put in our hearts which drive us to fulfill that purpose of god and collectively we fulfill that big grand plan of god in this world and so a few principles from the scripture this morning for us to get hold of so that we will be able to move forward into a god ordained future 
We're going to look at Ephesians chapter 4 and verses 17 to 32. Ephesians chapter 4, 17 to 32. So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity and they are full of greed. That, however, is not the way of life you learned when you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor for we are all members of one body. And he goes on exhorting about how we need to live this new life. Let's continue to read in verse 26. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry and do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer but must work doing something useful with their own hands that they may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. Here are clear instructions for a Christian life. A life in Christ. A life that has to be lived the way God intended it to be. And Paul the Apostle writing to the church at Ephesus, he is speaking about, uh, firstly, in the first few chapters, you would see him speaking about how we are not saved by our good works, but we are saved by his grace through our faith in him and the finished work of Jesus on the cross. That's how we are saved. And now that we are saved, we are saved to do good works. Salvation that has come to us through the finished work of Christ on the cross, empowers us to do good, to live a good life, to do good works. And in that context, he also goes on to speak about how God has brought Jews and Gentiles together to become one body in Christ. While we, the Gentiles, who are non-Jewish people, were outside the kingdom of God, outside the promise of God, outside the camp, uh, outside the covenant that God made because firstly God chose the people of Israel to reveal himself to them and with the purpose of revealing himself through them to the nations of the world. And so Paul the apostle is talking about this mystery that was hidden in ages past which is now being revealed where God has called the Gentiles, the non-Jews also and made himself known through them 
that all may be one and be one body in him. Now that he has called us to be his one body in Christ, as his community, and he has made himself known to us also, he is now exhorting us about this life in this world. How we ought to live in this world. And uh, the first thing here we find is that he's calling us to forget the past. Or in other words, put off the old self or the old sinful way of life. There was a way of life that we used to live. There was a certain philosophy that, con that controlled our minds and our lives. There, was a, there were the principles of this world that governed our lives. There was a sinful nature that had taken control of our lives and we were functioning out of that. And in that we had the guilt of sin, the shame that came because of the guilt of sin and the fear of the consequences of our own sins. This was a kind of environment, this was a kind of conditioning of our own selves. We were slaves to our sins. We were slaves to the way of life that we used to live. But now that Jesus has come and died on the cross and rose again and paid the penalty for our sins and became a substitute for us, we have been forgiven. We have been set free from all our sins and all our past. Paul the Apostle writing to the church at Corinth, he says, if any man is in Christ, what does he say? He's a... New creation, the old has gone and the new has come. Amen. So let's believe that this has happened to us. But now some of us continue to live like we live, used to live in the past after we came to the knowledge of Jesus. But that is where he's exhorting us and saying, let's not continue to put on the old self. We used to have a certain way of life. We used to have fear. We used to have faithlessness. We were hopeless. We were helpless. We were at a circum situation where uh, we did not have any, you know, uh, hope for the future. But now Jesus has come. Let's forget the past. Put off the old self. That you must not live as the Gentiles do in the futility of your thinking. In verse 18 he says, they are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God. But now you and I have come to experience this life of God. Hallelujah. Amen. You and I are living this God-ordained life, this God-given life. It's not just about breathing. I'm not just talking about existence. But the kind of life that God has purpose for us to live. Amen. Hallelujah. Everybody is existing in this world. Both the believer and the unbeliever. Both the saint and the sinner. But there is a certain life. A quality of life. A kind of life. A way of life. And a way God wants us to function. But for that to be lived out. We ought not to be living like the Gentiles do. Not to have the live in the futility of their thinking. Not to be darkened in our understanding. And all was, that was happening in the way we used to live was because of our ignorance. We did not know God. We did not know his saving power. We did not experience his transforming power. We didn't have his grace that would enable us and empower us to overcome sin. And so we continued to live, you know, with our own sinful nature. And we were functioning out of that. 
but now there's a transition that has happened a change has happened a transformation has happened that we don't put off that we don't put on the old self anymore but we put off the old self and so let's forget the past and many of us probably have done things in the past out of our sinful nature which we feel so ashamed of right now we wish we hadn't done them earlier we wish knew, we knew uh, the truth earlier we wish we could have saved us ourselves of a lot of trouble if we had just known jesus but don't dwell on them anymore the dwelling on the past of the sinful nature or of the fear of what could happen because of our sinful nature or 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 any kind of uh, you know a troubled mind that we could have because of what we've done in the past that is not going to be helpful for the future and so this morning we need to understand the first step to move forward is not to go back to the past if you take a u turn you will never move forward <laughs> you're only going to head back to where you came from and so that's going to take you to a worse a place and so it's so important that we are not heading backward but we are making sure we're moving forward and how do you make sure you're moving forward it's by not heading backward and so how do you stop yourself from heading backward not to go back on the things of the past not to go back on the sins of the past not to put on the old self anymore not to put on the old sinful nature anymore we never had sensitivity we had lost all our sensitivity we had given us ourselves over to sensuality and indulged indulged in every kind of impurity that's the way of life that we used to live but we're not going to live that kind of life anymore let's say no to that past old self of sinfulness and the life that came out of that nature of sin jesus has dealt with that on the cross of calvary hallelujah Jesus had paid the punishment for the punishment of our sins and so we can go free amen and so believe that Jesus has forgiven my sins and take a decision this morning that I'm not going to put on the old self anymore but I'm going to walk in this newness of life in verse 30 you find that however is not the way of life you learned when you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus you were taught with regard to the former way of life to put off your whole self which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your mind somebody say new attitude hallelujah i'm i have a new attitude in my mind amen a new attitude of a new way of life a new attitude of a, of holiness new attitude of righteousness amen this shift needs to happen when this shift happens everything about you will begin to change hallelujah all that springs out of your life will spring out of righteousness and holiness all that springs out of your life will come out of this new attitude of thinking amen Hallelujah if we are continuing to go back to the old sinful ways and the ways of the past and continue to dwell on it and fear about the you know consequences of the you know sins of the past and if we continue to be regretful and pitiful and condemning ourselves 
that will not enable us to move forward. Put off the old self. Everything of the old is gone. Amen. Hallelujah. It's wiped away. When you came to Christ, when you were baptized in water, Jesus transformed your life and it became a new slate and it was a new beginning. Amen. It was a dawn of a new day in your life. And so from then on, you move forward. And so this morning, let's not go back to dwell on that past and not go back to the former way of life. But let's move forward, forget the past and put on a new attitude of our minds. Made new in the attitude of our minds. Hallelujah. New attitude. New mindset, new frame of mind, new sense of thoughts, new kind of thinking, new kind of desires. All that has come because Jesus has come into our hearts and our minds. Amen. Because the blood of Christ has washed away all of those things, all of the dirt, all of the junk, all of the negativity, everything that the enemy had sown into us, Jesus has washed away. And so we have a new mindset. Amen. Hallelujah. Unfortunately, some people, even after they come to the Lord Jesus, they continue to put off, put on the old self. Let's not do that anymore. Let's resist that and cast it away and tell the Lord and ask the Lord this morning, Lord, I want to put off my old self. I want to have a, a new attitude of mind. Amen. Amen. I want to put on the new self to be, that is created to be like God in true righteousness in holiness you and i have been created made new and created to be like god amen not that we will become god but to be like him to imitate him to reflect him to have the kind of desires that he has to have the kind of mind that he has hallelujah to have the kind of way of life that he has to have the kind of quality of life that he wants us to live Amen. Hallelujah. And so let's put off everything of the old. And there's the explanation of how there's some of the things of the falsehood and the old self that could linger. And we got to be dealing with that. And, and let's put that off. And so in our relationships with one another, it's talking about uh, the relationship with one another. In verse 25 onwards, therefore each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor. For we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry. Do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with their own hands that they may have something to share with those who need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. And so put off all of this old self. You know, it's talking about being truthful, not to be lying to one another, putting off falsehood, putting off a show of goodness, but having a hypocritical life, putting off all of that falsehood, putting off anger. And then it's talking about, uh, you know, working hard and meeting our own needs, not depending on others and uh, not letting un any unwholesome talk come out of our mouths, but only what's helpful and building each other up. And also it's talking about, Getting rid of bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander. 
all of these things. These are all the deeds of the flesh. These are deeds of darkness. These are things that come out of the sinful nature, the natural, you know, human nature, which is corrupted by the sinful nature, which has come to us because of the fall of man from the first man, Adam and Eve. So God wants us to put off this old self. The first way to move forward is to forget this past. Forget everything of the sinful past. Forget the consequences of them. Forget everything that has affected us because of our past. Put off everything. Put on a new mind. Made new in the attitudes of our mind. In Romans chapter 12, a very familiar passage to all of us. Romans chapter 12. In verse number 2, the Bible says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. Romans 12, 2. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The word of God will renew us. Our relationship with God will renew our minds. This is a process. This is not a one-time event. Yes, salvation is a one-time event. On one day, Jesus forgave our sins. Jesus came into our hearts. We began a relationship with Jesus. It's a one-time event. It begins with a one-time event, but it's also a lifetime process. Hallelujah. Where we are continuing to be renewed, continuing to be transformed, to become like Christ. Hallelujah. And so sanctification is a process. And then the Bible says, he who endures till the end will be saved hallelujah you continue to be saved you continue to be transformed you know work out your salvation the bible says it's not that our salvation is not by our good works but once we are saved god enables us to live a good life the way of life that he wants us to live and we got to be constantly being transformed by the renewing of our minds, even as we offer our bodies as a living sacrifice. In verse 1, which is holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and reasonable service, a proper worship. True worship is offering ourselves to God. True worship is living out a holy life. True worship is offering ourselves on the altar, just as an animal would be sacrificed on the altar for the sins. The same way we offer ourselves completely to God, commit ourselves to him, submit ourselves to him, allow him to take over, allow the spirit of God to govern our life and be governed and live by the truths and the principles of the word of God. That is offering ourselves fully to God. And when we do that, we are constantly going to be transformed as our minds will get renewed as we study God's word and walk with Jesus every day. Let's go back to Ephesians and we are looking at forgetting the past. And so live though, like those who have this knowledge of God. Put off your former way of life. Put on this new attitude of mind. And put on the new self. That's the whole focus. If there is a corrupted mindset, an old self of sin, guilt and shame and condemnation. If you continue to live with that, you will never be free. And if you're never free, you will never move forward. And so let's deal with that. Put off that. And ask the Lord to deliver us from that sin and guilt and shame and condemnation. And believe that Jesus does whatever you ask. Amen. The moment you pray and say, Lord, remove all of this past from my life. Forgive me and enable me to have a new mind. Believe that the Lord has just done that miracle right away. Amen. It doesn't take a while for Jesus to act. <laughs> he does it immediately. Hallelujah. It doesn't take too much time for Jesus to respond. He does it right away. When you ask him to forgive, he forgives. Amen.
Some of us look so doubtful. And that's why Thomas had to come to India. Because they, you know, the Lord knew there are too many doubters in this country. And so he said, Thomas, you go there. <laughs> Help all of those people. Amen. Don't be doubting on Jesus' forgiveness. Is there anybody who doubts and says, oh, yeah, he forgives me, but uh, no ifs and buts there. He forgives. That's it. Full stop. Period. It's done. Amen. If you're forgiven, you're free forever. Doesn't linger there anymore. Amen. That sin is not in control of your life anymore. That condemnation is not over your life anymore. You're not destined to be condemned anymore. You're free from condemnation. If any man is in Christ, you know, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. You become new completely. The old is gone. Believe that. Receive it. We, our culture itself is a culture of guilt and shame. And so people also will put a lot of guilt and shame over your life. They will accuse you for everything that you did not even do. They will accuse you for your own, their own faults also. That's our culture, a culture of shame, a culture of guilt. And so because people are filled with that, they will throw that on others also. Tell this morning, I refuse to accept any guilt or shame. Amen. Hallelujah. Any accusation anybody puts over you, against you, refuse to accept it in your heart. Amen. Don't believe it in your life. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Somebody will say, oh, everything is happening, going bad because, you know, after you, because of you only. You know, if you had done something right, everything would have been all right. Because of you, I mean, get rid of it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Don't believe it. Don't accept it at all. Amen. Hallelujah. You've been forgiven. You've been washed by the blood of Jesus. You've been transformed. The old self is gone. The shame is gone. And the condemnation is gone. You are free in Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm not an offender. I'm not a wrong you know, doer. I'm not a sinner anymore. I'm not, I'm not someone who is living a dirty life, a bad life anymore. Amen. I'm free from that. Hallelujah. And so don't let anyone accuse you. Anyone accuses you unnecessarily, that accusation will only go back on them. Amen. Because the Bible says that no weapon formed against you shall prosper and no tongue that is raised against you shall stand. Amen. It shall not stand. Hallelujah. God will take that back. Amen. He will reverse it. Any accusation against you will be reversed in the name of Jesus. Amen. And so don't receive such things and feel guilty that, oh, everything going wrong is probably because of me. Maybe I am the one who is wrong. Amen. When you've not done anything wrong, be free in Jesus' name and be assured that Jesus is forgiven and you don't have to carry any guilt or any shame. Whatever anybody thinks, who cares about what others think? Jesus loves me. Amen. And that is enough. Hallelujah. Jesus has forgiven me and that is enough. Jesus has washed me and that is enough. If people think that I am the worst sinner on earth, it's their prerogative. Let them have the luxury of thinking whatever they want. They have a mind to think. They have a mouth to speak. And as long as there are two big ears, you know, somebody will speak. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. But we don't have to be worried about what others think. Don't be caring too much about other people's opinions and feel guilty and ashamed of your own life. Amen. 
Hallelujah. Yes, I made mistakes. So what? Jesus has forgiven me. I'm free from that right now. Amen. What matters is who I am now, not what I used to be then. Hello. I thought somebody should say an amen to that. If you really had a past that was not so good, you need to say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. What I am now, who I am now in Christ matters more than what I used to be back then. Hallelujah. Yes, that, 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 that you know, prodigal son squandered the wealth, took away father's, uh, you know, his share of the property and, uh, you know, messed up his life and everything. But then when the father came and, you know, changed his clothes and put on new, you know, uh, 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 a ring and, uh, you know, stuck down a fattened calf and celebrated that he was once dead but now alive, once lost, but now found everything changed. The father never spoke anything about his past. Hallelujah. He just forgave him. He just embraced him with the wide open arms of love and accepted him just as he came because he came back with repentance. If you have repented of your sins, it's done forever. It's dealt forever. Don't carry it anymore. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So who I am today matters more than what I used to be. Today who you are is that you are a child of God. Amen. Confess that this morning. I am a child of God. I've been forgiven of my sins. The blood of Christ has washed my sins. I've been transformed. The old is gone. The new has come. Everything has changed. I have a new attitude of mind. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You're changed forever. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so you will operate out of this new found freedom in Christ, not out of the bondage. You will operate based on your, you know, present and knowing who, what Christ has done in your life, not based on how bad you were and how wretched you were. You operate out of this transformed being of who you are right now, which Christ has worked in your life. You would, be, you would not be striving to do good somehow and finding yourselves never to be good enough. But now Christ, had, Christ has come and God has made you to become good by imputing his righteousness. You function out of that. You forget the past sins, the past addictions, evil desires and everything that happened. Move forward. By forgetting the past. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Quickly, number two. In Ephesians chapter 5 and verses 8 to 20. Let's read Ephesians chapter 5. Verses 8 to 20. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Talking about the now. We first talked about forgetting the past. But now you are light in the lawn. Live as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness. But rather expose them. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness. But rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible. And everything that is illuminated becomes a light. And that is why I said. It is said. Wake up sleep arise from the dead. And Christ will shine on you. But be very careful then how you live. In this present not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. 
Therefore, don't be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Don't be drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. For once we were darkness, but now we are light in the Lord. And so what are we now going to do? Firstly, forget the past. Secondly, be faithful in the present. So the call is to live in the light, be in the light, be faithful to God. Walk in the light because now there is no deed of darkness. There's no space for darkness and nobody shall impute darkness into us also. We are free from that. We are covered by the blood of Jesus and we are redeemed and saved. And so we begin to walk in this new life and now be faithful to walk in this light. Amen. Now, he's talking about live as children of life, light. This is how you can please the Lord. And that will enable you to move forward. The way of life that you live now matters. Whatever was there in the past, but how do, we, how do I live now matters. What, do I, what am I doing now? How am I positioned myself now? And that is to live as a children of light, which pleases the Lord. And he goes on to say in verse 15, be wise and not unwise. In the way of life that you live, be wise. Wisdom, we talked about wisdom last week, isn't it? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Be wise and not unwise, not to go back to live that old way of life, but be wise to live in the light. Be wise to live as children of the light. Be wise in your decisions in the choices that you make in life and be wise to recognize what the Lord's will is in verse 16 make use of every opportunity understand the Lord's will Jesus has revealed his plan his purpose and his plan his purpose in this world is that he is building his church his community the people of God and that's why you see in this uh, letter of Paul to the Ephesus, he's writing to the larger household of God and he's also writing to the individual households and there's a certain way he wants us to, wants this individual households to be ordered within the context of the individual household, the relationship between the husband and the wife. The relationship within marriage, the relationship uh, between the parents and the children. The responsibility of the fathers, the responsibility of the parents and the you know, way the children have to live in relationship with their parents. He's also talking about in the individual household context, the slaves and the masters, how they live because in those households, um, the, both the master of the household and the servant, both were of the same house of God. And so how they ought to work and relate with one another where the master does not exploit the slave because he's a brother in Christ. Nor does a slave take advantage of the master uh, and uh, does not do his work properly because the master is also a brother in Christ. And so there's a household order that he is giving, a house law or a way of life principles that they had to live as individual households. And then he's giving collectively as a, for the larger family of God how they ought to live. And you find that in that context, he's saying, be wise and not unwise. 
as we live as the people of God in this world that we will be wise that we will discern the will of the Lord the will of the Lord is that we will live according to this principles that he has laid out and the will of the Lord is that we will live for his glory and and building his community in this world and that's the story that's the line of thought that is beginning from the coming from the beginning and so if we have to go into a god ordained future we need to be faithful to those those principles that we need to be living by which is put down in the word of god as individual households how we ought to live and also as the household of god that we are wise that we are encouraging one another that we are building each other up that we are you know helping each other to grow that we are connected and plugged into this community of God's people that we are worshiping God praising and thanking him and coming into this fellowship with one another and fellowshiping with God and so that will enable us to put our focus on the things of God on the things of the spirit of God and so he says uh, in verse number 18 do not be drunk with much wine but be which leads to debauchery but be filled with the spirit of god be filled with the things that the spirit of god is leading us to be faithful to the kind of life that god wants us to live when you're faithful in the with the present you will see yourself moving forward you will start beginning you will begin to move forward you cannot function you know outside of the principles of god and expect to be successful expect to move forward there are clear guidelines and principles firstly forgetting the past and then being faithful with the present and what does that mean to live as the children of life how do we live as the children of life yes not to do the deeds of darkness but making sure we are pleasing the lord being wise not making unwise decisions that will displease god and uh, making use of every opportunity to uh, you know do the lord's will you see that come down to verse 16 17 and 18 let's read that again Ephesians chapter 5 be very careful then how you live not as unwise but as wise making the most of every opportunity because the days of evil are evil Therefore don't be foolish but understand the Lord's will what the Lord's will is do not get on wine which leads to debauchery instead be filled with the spirit and then he goes on to talk about the community life don't get um, you know speak to one another with psalms hymns and songs from the you know with from the spirit of God sing and make music from your heart to the Lord so both you know it's talking about the one anothering of speaking to one another encouraging one another through songs hymns you know and having that relationship with god all of this put together if you are faithful in these things when we are pursuing these things you will begin to see that you are not dwelling in the past anymore you are living according to the biblical guidelines the instructions for this new way of life where we are not unwise where we are making the most of every opportunity and doing what the lord's will is not going back to the life of evil and life of sin and discerning the times discerning that we are in evil times and so functioning in the kingdom of god putting yourself to be involved in the things of the of the things of god not to be drunk with wine not to be involved in things that give us petty pleasure 
you know wine gives a, a pleasure for a certain while and while the you know intoxication is down and the you know and a person is out of the hangover of the drink that's it that blissful state is gone and so the point is don't get hooked on to things that are that would give you petty pleasures but let's move on to things of the of the things of the spirit of god be filled with his spirit and what his spirit is leading and knowing that his will is to build his community and so let's get involved in this community of god's people and speak to one another encourage one another build each other up be together do life together and have this relationship with god and when you're faithful with with the present with the way of life with the guidelines with the principles that he's given us to live right now you will see yourself moving forward let's go back uh, let's go into god's uh, word again chapter 6 and so when you're forgetting the past and you're faithful with the present with the principles of the word of god and you start living as the children of light and pleasing the lord and being part of this community of people of god and uh, involved in the things of the spirit of god and doing his will and making the most of every opportunity not involved in petty pleasures and having this wonderful relationship with god and worshiping him what happens you are faithful and living according to those principles you will move into this fearless focus of the future and that's what you see in uh, verses 10 to 22 of chapter 6 we're going to move forward to talking about fearless focus into the future a fearless focus in our life and that will propel you or ordain you prepare you for a god ordained future a fearless focus in chapter 6 and verses 10 to 22 now we need to read this all in the context of what we've been talking about let's read from verse 10 to 22 of chapter 6 finally be strong in the lord and in his mighty power put on the full armor of god so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes for our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against the rulers against the authorities against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces in the heavenly realms put on the full armor of god so that when the day of evil comes you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand stand firm and continues to go on the point there is when the day of evil comes when you are moving forward into your future you make sure that you are fearless and how can you be fearless by being strong in the lord by putting on this whole armor of god ready to take on the you know plots and the plans and the schemes and everything that the devil throws against you on your way to hinder you from moving forward the devil brings all kinds of problems troubles sickness diseases you know issues that we have to constantly be dealing with and constantly when we engage ourselves in dealing with stuff and we are stuck with just all the time dealing with something or the other we never can get to move forward and so it's important that we are able to discern the schemes of the devil that the devil is all out on a war against us to put us down to steal to kill and to destroy our lives when we understand that and we get ourselves to be strong in the lord we are fearless to move forward there's nothing than that can make you to be afraid you know one thing that the devil does is to put situations in our lives that can drive us to fear and the moment fear comes in we lose faith 
the moment we give room to fear we lose heart we lose focus we lose strength we become weak we become frail we become emotionally you know depressed and sad and heartbroken disappointed discouraged what happens is the result of that is that we will not be able to move forward we will not be able to dig hold of that which god has taken hold us of us for god has taken hold of us for a purpose and we got to be taking hold of that very thing for which god has taken hold for us of us now you need to understand that we got to be fighting against this forces of evil the forces of evil are real the devil is a real devil and the devil is a bad devil but god is a good god amen hallelujah but we have been given the authority and the power to resist the works of the devil and and and, and there is a time that god has ordained for the devil to be bound forever and thrown into the lake of fire but until then in this world we will constantly have a, a fight against this enemy there's an unseen enemy who is always at war against us in some way to bring in a sickness a disease in some way to cause trouble in some way to cause an accident in some way to cause some kind of a mishap in our lives some kind of a misfortune that to, that would come and affect us but that's where god wants us to be fearless and how can you be fearless and paul is saying here in verse 19 and uh, 20 he says pray also for me that whenever i speak words may be given to me so that i will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which i am an ambassador in chains pray that i may declare it fearlessly as i should he's going through several situations he's bound in chains he's persecuted the devil is at all out at war against him to hinder him from fulfilling god's purpose in his life to hinder his future but you know paul the apostle is asking the believers to pray that he will proclaim the word of god fearlessly and so in order for us to deal with this wicked devil and the fear that he puts in our lives we got to be strong in the lord be strengthened in the lord but how can you be strong in the lord by tapping into his strength because his strength is made perfect in our weaknesses amen hallelujah any time you we feel weak emotionally psychologically spiritually you know physically tap into the strength of god hallelujah they that wait upon the lord shall be renewed in their strength hallelujah they shall mount up on wings as eagles they shall run and not be weary they shall walk and not faint hallelujah and so as you wait upon the lord you will be renewed in your strength that's when you can deal with the devil that's when you can deal with the situations he throws against you that's when you can overcome the fear that comes because of what the devil is trying to do in your life he just would try to put in something that will cause you to be you know terrified and that fear can draw your energy down he can sap everything that you have been built in you know with and that's why god wants us to be renewed in the mind and be strong so that you can be fearless that you will be able to take on the enemy and there are there is the whole armor of god that god has given to us so that we will be able to stand our ground and so stand fearlessly focused on being strong in the lord being a person of prayer and having the armor of god being girded with this armor of god what is this armor of god 
you see that in verse 14 onwards stand firm with the belt of truth when there's the truth of the word of god that's a weapon against the enemy and you have the breastplate of righteousness when you affirm the righteousness of christ in your life that's the weapon against the enemy. The enemy is an accuser of the brethren. He cannot accuse you of wrongdoing or sin of condemnation because you are the righteousness of Christ. Amen. You've been clothed with the garment of righteousness. This garment of sin has been taken away and the garment of righteousness has been clothed over you. And so you have truth in your heart. The word of God is truth. Amen. Hallelujah. And so pursue the truth of God's word. Read his word every day. Believe the truth. Walk by the truth. Have the truth in your heart. And then righteousness. Believe that you are the righteousness of Christ. And uh, your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Be ready to put you know, the enemy to shame by the proclamation of the gospel. The word of God, the gospel is able to put down the evil schemes of the enemy. Somebody is plotting evil or speaking evil. You give them the gospel. You destroy that evil act or the evil plan or the evil scheme. When that person gets saved, he's delivered from that evil. Hallelujah. And so be ready with the, the, the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace and and in addition to all this take up the shield of faith trust God walk by faith not by sight believe on the word of God have a relationship with God and that will enable you to walk by faith and through all of this you will be able to extinguish the arrows of the evil one take the helmet of salvation everything out of your life comes out of your salvation and believe that you are saved that you're not condemned to sin anymore Amen. Renew your salvation on a day-to-day basis. Amen. Hallelujah. Plead the blood of Christ over your life and walk. You know, have the sword of the spirit, the word of God. Use the word of God in any situation. Know the word of God and use the right word. And you will see that you will walk fearlessly. Hallelujah. Have a fearless focus towards what God has in store for your life. Don't allow the enemy to come and devour your life. Don't allow the enemy to come and plunder your life. Don't allow the enemy to come and mess up with your mind and play games with you. Amen. Hallelujah. Rise above what the enemy is doing. Amen. Hallelujah. When you are strong in the Lord, you have a fearless focus. Amen. To what God has in store. And then you will see that you are well prepared for this God-ordained future that God has prepared for your life. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we go back to summarize quickly. Number one, we talked about forgetting the past, the old way of life, putting off the old life and putting on this new mindset, a new attitude which comes out of, you know, the sanctification, the salvation that Jesus has given to us. Secondly, be faithful with the present, with the principles of life that God has called us to live, to be as children of light, continue to be children of light, be wise in the decisions you make, make the most of every opportunity and do not indulge in petty pleasures, but commit yourself to the community of God's people and do life together and worship God with, with one another and together and uh, be faithful with the principles of God's word that he's given to us to live. And thirdly, be fearless, be strong, be prayerful. And then you will see, you know, you will move forward into the kind of life that God wants you to live. This is the way you can be prepared and be ready for the way of life, for the kind of life, for the future that God has prepared and he has in store. Because he has prepared for us good works for us to do, which he has already prepared in advance. 
and so for you to function in that good works that which he has already prepared in advance you got to prepare yourself for that god ordained future forget the past be faithful with the present and live by that principles of that god's word and be faithful to the principles of the word of god and live a fearless a life with a fearless focus by being strong in the lord and override and overcome all the works of the enemy and everything that the enemy tries to put you down overcome everything every one of them by the power of god believing in him and with the armor of god and you will see you are ready and prepared for the god ordained future that god has for you and let's read that verse in closing in ephesians in chapter number 2 ephesians chapter number 2 and verse number 10 verse number 10 for we are god's handiwork hallelujah i mean in other words god's creation he has made you he has created your handiwork have you heard some in some places when you go they will say this is not mission made this is handmade you know this saree is hand woven this material is hand woven you know this thing is handmade whenever it's handmade it always has a higher values in it and they are more durable also mission made things have their certain life and certain value but hand you are handiwork of god hallelujah amen tell yourself i am god's handiwork tell your neighbor you are god's handiwork don't say ugly face god, say god's handiwork hallelujah god's handiwork amen praise the lord You are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus in Christ you come into Christ new life in Christ in Christ Jesus to do good works it is not talking about some charity it's not talking about some giving some alms to the poor good works normally good works are classified as social work it's not talking about doing some social work it's talking about the the work the life work which includes your paid work you get what i'm talking about your life work the purpose of life to do good works works of life that you would accomplish the purpose for which god has called you your life work in which your paid work was part of that to do good works in this world which god has prepared in advance for us to do hallelujah there have been things that have been already preplanned by god for you to do in this world for which you are his handiwork prepared in advance created in christ jesus so how do you prepare yourself for this good works the life work that god wants you to do in this world forget the past be faithful to the principles in the present principles of the word of god function that way be fearless about the works of the enemy overcome the works of the enemy and have that focus to fearlessly overcome the works of the enemy you will see you will be ready and prepared for what god has already prepared and preordained in your life hallelujah hallelujah stand up let's pray together Jesus we thank you Lord hallelujah worship you Jesus glorify your name hallelujah 
praise you jesus hallelujah worship you jesus hallelujah thank you jesus hallelujah thank you jesus lord Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true, with thanksgiving, I'll be sanctuary pure and holy tried and true with thanksgiving I'll be a living oh yes Lord sanctuary to be your sanctuary prepare us to be your dwelling place prepare us for the good works for which you have Lord uh, created us in Christ Jesus prepare us oh God would you lift your hand right now this morning and say Lord prepare me Lord prepare me to carry your presence in this world Lord prepare me to do the good works for the life work that you have in store for me Prepare me, O oh God. Hallelujah. Help me to forget the past. Help me to be faithful to the principles in the present. Help me to fearlessly focus on the future that you have. Overcoming the powers of darkness. Overcoming everything that the enemy throws against us. Hallelujah. Being strong. Being courageous. Hallelujah. In Christ. To fulfill those things that you prepared in advance for us to do. Hallelujah. Believe this morning. If you're saying, I don't know where I'm going in my life. Believe that the Lord has prepared many things in advance for me to do. Hallelujah. If you're fearing about your future, tell yourself this morning. I'm ready. Hallelujah. To fulfill those things that God has prepared in advance for me to do. Hallelujah. You do not know which way to take, which direction to go. God has prepared things in advance for you to do. If you say, I am jobless. God has a life work for you to accomplish in this world. Oh, hallelujah. Yes. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Brother, sister, there's a brighter future for you in waiting. Oh, hallelujah. There's a glorious future waiting for you. 
God has prepared in advance. God has prepared in advance. Remember, you are God's handiwork and nobody can change that. No demon from hell can stop that. Things that God has prepared for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. We speak your blessing upon your people, O Father. We speak Ephesians 2.10 over every life in Jesus' name. We speak Ephesians 2.10. Receive it right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Everything that you have in store shall be fulfilled. Not one failing. Not one good promise of God ever failed. Not one of the words of Prophet Samuel fell to the ground. What God has promised is promised. Hallelujah. He's a faithful God. Forget the past. Forget the past. Hallelujah. In Jesus name. No longer go back. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. We want to move forward fearlessly we want to be faithful to the principles of your word living as wise not as unwise making the most of every opportunity discerning the will of God hallelujah fulfilling your purpose living in this community of God's people encouraging one another and worshiping and praising you and being in that relationship with you we want to be faithful to that place where you have put us right now living by the principles of your word and fearlessly moving forward, overcoming the powers of darkness, claiming the promises of God, giving glory and honor to your name. We ask all of this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Somebody shout an amen. Hallelujah. Amen.